0: BLOB TALK RADIO And Mo. Woof, 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 woof. Hey, yo, it
1: gonna stop? maybe never. I become richer with every endeavor. I'm living large and my bank is stupid because I just listen to real rap and stupid. <laughs> yo, 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 yo! It's your boy kill this, e- 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 e-
0: e- this nigga here, boy, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> This nigga here,
1: boy. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you I, give I, a I, shout-out, uh, uh, Sam Junior. Yep. What it do? I ain't going to lie yep. though. I yes, mean, yep. like, I wanted to start off with something different. This is a quick giveaway. <laughs> Yo, ladies and Get gentlemen, welcome <laughs> to Yeah,
0: that was, <laughs> a good, that was a good way to start. That was a good way to start, though. I will say that. And, by the way, the uh, for those of y'all who were paying attention, the poll for the mic for the battle of the best for my check has closed. And that was actually an appropriate song to play because <laughs> I won. And I will be gloating tomorrow night. So, yeah. <laughs> I will be gloating tomorrow night. But, anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about sports, Amy. You damn sure are. Yes, indeed. Oh, yes, man. indeed. Yeah, we we missed you last week, though, boss. We should you last
1: both. Uh I had an emergency uh <laughs> it was one of those I really had to take care of that night.
0: I see. I feel yeah. but, you know to to dudes, yeah, but shout out, to, I feel you know, but shout out to poetry though know, for filling in and you know, everything like that. Shout out to the big herd who called in last week to talk everything like that. We won't <laughs> get into our topics in the evening, but I think I think I should go ahead and start off the, the the quick three, don't you think, boss man? Sure, sure. Go for it. Let's get it popping. Let's get it popping then. Quick three times. So the first quick three has to do with former multiple time world heavyweight wrestling champion Philip Brooks, Brooks, aka CM Punk. It was uh, it was made official over the weekend after um, UFC ninety six um, that CM Punk will finally make his UFC debut. Either in June at USC nineteen one ninety nine or at USC two hundred in July against uh, Mickey Gall, who defeated Mike Jackson at USC Fight Night in Las Vegas uh, over the weekend. But now, news goes breaking: this actually came out today that CM Punk will have is having surgery. Because of a lingering back injury from his days of wrestling, especially in the WWE, which will once again delay his UFC debut, uh, Punk went on had said on Wednesday that quote My back has always bugged me. Figured it was just wrestling shit. Turns out it was. He went on to say um, that um, I you know I've been in agony for almost a month, chiropractor, acupuncture, massage, cryotherapy, nothing worked. So now he's having surgery to repair damage to a herniated disc in his back. So his USC debut is now undetermined. Um, he signed with USC back in December 2014, but has yet, but the 37-year-old, has yet to have his first fight. Late last year, he suffered a shoulder injury in training that forced him out of the gym for several weeks. So now this is another setback in the road for him to possibly enter the octagon for the first time after he left WWE uh, so suddenly a, a couple of years ago. So at first his debut was looking to be June or July. Now his debut is now undetermined. Wow. That, that, wow. Oh, mercy. Yeah. Wow. I
1: mean, I actually I actually uh, saw that pop up on the uh, uh on EFTN, so I'm like, wow. Like, I mean, are we going to be waiting like we did for a detox? I mean, I hope not. I mean, I don't, I don't have 10 to 12 okay. years to wait for now. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, <laughs> you know. I mean, it went from detox to being called Compton. I mean, you know. Okay. Wait, oh my God. I'm just saying. I mean, hopefully, we'll get to see CM Punk debut in the UFC sometime this decade.
0: I'm,
1: I'm, well, hopefully, I'm it'll be of, this
0: year. Hopefully, it'll be uh, this year. Like I said, there's no timetable on when he will recover from his back surgery. Like I said, happened today, the so there's no. They haven't released a timetable on his recovery. So they're hoping it'll happen sometime in 2016. It is early in 2016, so maybe fall or late fall, early winter 2016. He'll finally make his debut, but we'll see. righty then. <laughs> Alright, number t- number two uh, has to do with another announced retirement, and that would be the fact that Beast Mode is now going back into the cage for good. Uh during Super Bowl fifty, uh Marshall Lynch tw- tweeted from his Twitter account at Money Lynch that uh he was a picture of Cleeks hanging up on a, a on, hanging up on like a um a, a telephone line. A lot yep. of people immediately a lot of people immediately figured that it was him announcing his retirement and Reports confirm that he is, indeed, calling in a career after nine years in the league. Uh, Lynch with his finishing his career with 9,112 rushing yards. Of those 9,112 rushing yards, 4,810 of those yards are after contact. Uh, everybody remembers that legendary run he had uh, a few years ago in the playoffs against New Orleans. Sorry, Poetry and um, which basically gave him the nickname of beast mode. Uh, And he also has 74 rushing touchdowns in his career. This is all in the regular season. And he also has a Super Bowl ring. Uh, So with him going out, you know, this past season was not a very good season for the 29-year-old running back. Uh, He had uh, a multitude of injuries that kept him out for most of the season. And it was most likely looking like that he was probably not going to be back next year, and if he was, he was probably not going to be the starter. Uh, so, he, instead, he's just going to end up, he's just going to end his career and go out and go out with at least one Super Bowl, five uh, Pro Bowl entries, and most likely he'll probably be a, a second or third ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Yeah, second or third sounds about sounds about right. Yeah, and uh, finally in the quick three, uh, the night before the Super Bowl, as has been tradition for the last few years, they had the NFL Honors Ceremony uh, that took place to honor, uh, to give out the postseason awards for excellence uh, both on offense and defense uh, as well as the uh, head coach and the uh, always popular, always uh, rewarding Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Uh, some notable winners uh, include uh, uh, Texas defensive end J.J. J. Watt, who won his third Defensive Player of the Year award. Uh, Eric Berry, the Kansas City Chiefs safety, who missed the 2014-2015 season after he was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, he got over that and came back and had a great year. He was uh, he was awarded the Comeback Player of the Year trophy uh Rams running back Todd Gurley won offensive rookie of the year and Chiefs quarterback Maurice Peters won defensive rookie of the year Carolina Panthers head coach Ron Rivera for the second time in 3 years is head coach is uh, coach of the year and of course Am Newton wins the MVP trophy as well as offensive player of the year Cam won the MVP trophy pretty much running away, receiving 48 out of 50 possible votes. Uh, you can check out a list, a full list of the this year's honorees by checking out NFL.com and doing a search for NFL honors. And you can check out a whole list of everybody who won, including who made the Hall of Fame. And that is your quick three for this week.
1: Good job champ. Good job champ. Well, since I'm already here, uh I actually want to get into All-Star weekend. For those who don't know, this weekend is the NBA All-Star weekend. The full schedule for this weekend consists of uh, Friday is the celebrity game, uh, the celebrity All-Star game. Saturday will consist of the contest the skills contest, the slam dunk, and the three-point contest. Sunday will be the main event, which consists of the All-Star game itself. Now for the contestants of each contest. All right. For the skills contest, we got Patrick Beverly of the Eastern Rockets. We got Jordan Clarkson of the LA Lakers. Here's the here's name that might surprise you. Demarcus Cousins of the Sacramento Kings. Well, all right. <laughs> it's not very often that you'll see a center in one of these contests. I mean, you got Anthony Davis, who's a power forward, of uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. You got Ramon Green, another power forward from the Warriors. You got... D.J. McCollum of the Portland Trailblazers, Isaiah Thomas of the Boston Celtics, and Carl Anthony Towns, center for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Two centers and two power forwards. That should be interesting. And this was, what, three-point three contest or? No, nah, no, that was for the skills contest. Oh, the skills contest. Oh, three po- your right three-point contest, your contest. Uh, your contestants are the Finnish champ, Stephen Curry of the Golden State Warriors. Oh, he already won yeah. that. You have Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns, Chris Bosch of the Miami Heat, James Harden of the Houston Rockets, Cal Lowry of the Toronto Raptors, Chris Middleson of the Milwaukee Bucks, J.J. Riddick of the Los Angeles Clippers, and Stephen Curry's teammate. And Flash Brother Number Two, Clay Thompson. This should be interesting. If anyone but, that
0: can, this should be interesting. Man, look at listen. Steph Curry, Steph Curry won that. But I find it funny James Harden did that. Joey. I swear, James Harden looked like he looked like he's a black family member of the Duck, the, the from the Duck Dynasty though. Okay, All right. okay, okay. I understand that. But I
1: mean, I gotta give the boy, I gotta give the guys credit. I mean, your your man is the killer on the court. I mean, this should be an interesting contest. Cool. Though. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. To you. you got both Flash Brothers in the contest again. You have J. J. Redick, who's a good three point shooter. You have Chris Bosh, who's somewhat decent behind the arc. You have James Harden and Kyle Lowry. I mean, this should be interesting. You actually have some great shooters in the contest. Now here's a event that many people overlook: the Slam Dunk Contest. Your four par- your four contestants are Will Bart, Will Barton of the Denver-, Denver Nuggets, Andre Drummond of the Detroit Pistons, Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic, and defending champ Zach Levine of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, uh look at this contest. It hasn't been what it used to be. One of the reasons that it's not is because it has lacked star power. I mean, Kelo back were actually showing out last season. I mean, he put on a great show last year. I've seen in a very long time. I want to see what Andre Drummond and the rest of these cats can really do. Can they actually put on a great show, considering that is really not too much star power in, in a slam dunk contest.
0: I haven't watched a slam dunk contest in, like, over a decade, dude. Like, I think uh, one of the last slam dunk contests I remember watching, shit, I don't even remember what it was. I do remember the one moment where Vince Carter put his arm in the rim inside the actual basket. Oh, I was was yeah, yeah. Like holy shit! You know what I'm that saying? Was but a, other than that, my favorite dunk though.
1: My favorite dunk that Vince did in that dunk in that dunk contest, the 2000 dunk contest, was that 360 where he did it against the grain. Yeah, where that was badass it- though. Exactly. We spit from the opposite direction, like, hold up. That's not an average 360. But the the funny part about that 360 was I saw some old footage of him from when he was in high school back in 95 where he did the same exact dunk. So that dunk he did was five years old to him when it was brand new to us. (laughs) Yep.
0: I think the only other memorable dunk I've seen was when Blake Griffin jumped over the damn car to dunk and shit. And even I then, that, that was dunk. Insane. Okay. It wasn't really exciting to me.
1: Like, yeah, it was a basic dunk over a hood of a car. But I uh, forgot about the Rising Star Challenge. <laughs> the Rising Star Challenge, oh. Team USA, uh, is Jordan Clarkson of the Lakers, Rodney Hood of the Jazz. Zach Levine of the Timberwolves. Lawrence Dole of the Sixers. Over for of the Sixers. Jabari Parker of the Bucks. Efric Payton of the Magic. D'Angelo Russell of the Lakers. Marcus Smart of the Celtics. And Carl Anthony Towns of the Wolves. World Team. God, I can't pronounce none of these names. <laughs> you got Andrew Wiggins. Oh. Representing the Wolves. You got Dwight Powell representing the Mavericks. You got Chris Stapps representing the Knicks. Ryan Nito of the Utah Jazz. You got Tay You got Trey Lyles of the uh, Utah Jazz. You got a nice little squad here. That should be interesting. And for the All Star game itself. Now, here's here's the real moneymaker right here. I mean, even though defense is optional in the All Star game. This roster this roster looks pretty well strong. I mean I mean I feel that John Walsh still should be starting. I mean, you know. Especially over Cal Lowry and Dwayne Wade. He really should be starting over both of these guys. But hey, that's just my opinion. start us for the Eastern. Eastern Conference, you got Cal Lowry, you got Dwayne Wade, Carmelo, Paul George, and LeBron. The Eastern Conference reserves, Andre Drummond of the Pistons, Paul Gasol of the Bulls, the, the, Mar, the Rosen of the Raptors, Paul Millsap of the Hawks, Chris Bosh of the Heat, John Wall of the Wizards, Isaiah Thomas of the Celtics. And for your Western Conference starters, you have Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors, Russell Russ Brooks of the Oklahoma City Thunder, Kobe Bryant, who will be making his final All-Star appearance in the final season for the Los Angeles Lakers, Kevin Durant of the Oklahoma City Thunder, and for the first time, making his very first all-star appearance, Kowal Leonard of the San Antonio Spurs. Your reserves include Draymond Green and Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors, James Harden of the Houston Rockets, Chris Paul of the Los Angeles Clippers, Anthony Davis of the New Orleans Pelicans, Marcus Cousins of the Kings, and LaMarcus Aldridge of the San Antonio Spurs.
0: So, wait, John Wall's not a starter on the All Star team.
1: No. He's a reserve. Why does
0: that not surprise me? I mean, I, I do recall him
1: starting last year, I think. But, but again, why yeah. does that not
0: surprise me? Then we talk about, I talked about this last week on the show that some of these All Star games are just popularity contests, there's popularity uh, uh, picks. You know, people pick the like the popular pick. They don't pick people based on the stats that they have and the, 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 the gameplay that they've shown up to that point. They just want to go with people, the names that they know. Even though John Wall is a well-known name, why is he not a starter? That's my question.
1: You know what? Your guess is better than mine on that. I mean, this is a guy that's possibly one of the best point guards in the league. He's better than the oh, guy that actually, right. got, actually got the most votes as a starting point guard. I mean, again, I mean, it is by points. It is a popularity contest. The most votes get into the starting lineup. But, yeah, I mean, John Wall got snubbed, but, of course, we know that. I mean, he made it to the game, but let's be real. He should be starting. But yep. it is what it is. There's nothing we can do.
0: Exactly,
1: exactly. So, yeah, once oh. all weekend, this weekend, should be fun. It should be fun. Oh, one one more thing I want to add, though. The all-time series record between the East versus West. The East leads the West by 10 wins,
0: 37-27. Yeah, the East can't beat them niggas in the, in, the, in the NBA Finals, though. Okay, all right. I'm
1: sorry. Hey, that's it. That's a different story.
0: The story, <laughs> like I mean, they can beat them in the All Star game. They got about ten wins, but yeah, when it comes down to the NBA finals, man, they be looking, they be looking stuck. I'm mean, like, what the hell? <laughs> okay, all right, we're gonna move on. Gonna all right. On. I just thought that was funny to me, but yeah, we'll move on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, yeah.
0: All right. Um, I'm, I'm thinking, where do you want to go from here? Well, right, let's go to Super Bowl. Oh. I know that's how sounds mean. Oh, I'm glad you're going to Super Bowl. I'm so glad you're going to Super Bowl because I got a rant about the Super Bowl.
1: And go for it.
0: All right. So. Super Bowl 50 just passed, and it was a very, it was a mostly defensive contest between the two teams with uh, Denver's defense coming out on top. Um, Carolina hadn't seen a defense like that pretty much all season, all season, and it showed. And, you know, it was, you know, it just, that's why they ended up losing that game. But what got me, this is what got me. What got me was a lot of the, the the tweets, a lot of the comments, a lot of the posts on social media saying that the game was rigged, saying that it was rigged so that Peyton Manning can win the Super Bowl and that it was rigged so that the Broncos can win that Cam Luton could lose, et cetera, et cetera. Let okay. me tell you why that's bullshit let me tell hold up, let me tell you why that's bullshit I go. Ahead. Because if it was rigged then that means that the Carol that Cam Newton himself may have taken a dive because he had a couple turnovers, he got sacked a bunch of times. He had a couple interceptions. Hell, Peyton Manning played like crap out there too. He even had a exactly. couple turnovers. The problem is you cannot sit there and say Oh, this game was rigged so that Peyton could win it. It wasn't rigged. Referees can't do nothing to do to that game. They don't catch the football. They don't run the football. They don't block. They don't tackle. They don't I- get INTs or fumbles or none of that stuff. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, how in the world can people say that the referees fix that game for Peyton to win when they don't do none of that stuff? So I just want to say I am sick and tired of people using these stupid ass it's rigged, it's fixed conspiracy theories whenever a game doesn't go the way they think it should go. Everybody and their mama, I'm not going to lie, me too, get, thought that Carolina was going to blow those asses those out the water. And we were all wrong. But I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it was fixed. The fix was there. No. All you can do is look at the fact that Denver has the number one ranked defense in the damn NFL, and it shows against the 24th ranked offense in the league. And it showed there was no fix. It was not rigged. It was just the best defense showing up and doing what they're supposed to do. Boy blank, Period. So everybody who went out and said, "Oh, it was rigged," the referees gave them that game. You need to go ahead and find you a nice referee's whistle, blow on it a couple of times, and then shove it up your ass because well, it wasn't rigged.
1: All right, well, sugarcoat it. Why don't you sugarcoat it?
0: Why don't you? Why? Why do you know I don't sugar? <laughs> Fuck sugarcoating. I, I, I this man is not sugarcoated. I mean, I know this champ. I I was was being sarcastic. I know, Um, I know. Yeah, here's my
1: thoughts because honestly, I got, I pretty much got something to really say off that. Um, yeah, I pretty much said that the Denver Broncos was going to take it. I felt it. I mean, it was too much of a gut feeling. I mean. Peyton's last year, plus that defense was punishing any quarterback that it played again. Now, for those that kept saying that, oh, the NFL wanted him not to win, this, that, and the other, it doesn't make sense how the Carolina Panthers would lose to the Denver Broncos. But of course it makes sense. Here's why. First of all, First of all, the Panthers steamrolled against the NFC. No offense to that conference, but the NFC is not the superior conference. It's not. It's really not. Hate to say it, but it's really not. I mean, it is what it is. Next. For those who want to keep saying that the Super Bowl was rigged, how? I mean, it might have been one bad call on the jericho uh catch. I mean, I, I, I probably won't argue that. However, that Denver Broncos defense gave Cam Newton the biggest ass-whooping that he's taken in his pro- professional football career. You don't rig sacks. You don't rig four fumbles. Two by Cam, two by Mike Talbert. You don't rig that. You don't rig uh uh average at best offensive line standing a chance well getting pushed over by a dominant defensive line. You don't rig Bob Miller in the market's way, having their way with that offensive line, you don't rig that. You
0: don't rig as
1: soon as,
0: soon as you said like, but as soon as you said how they like, as soon as they they said rig, you said how I want to be like how sway. Okay, I'm sorry. Man. I know you did. It's cool though.
1: But I mean, how do you rig that? You cannot rig that. I mean, I knew coming in that this was going to be a defensive Super Bowl. You had the number one ranked defense versus the number two ranked defense. Come on, people. Did y'all really think that Carolina was going to go against Denver and blow them out the same way Seattle did Denver two years ago? Come on now. Let's get real. First of all, here's one thing that I had to point out to a lot of people. This Denver team is not the same team from two years ago. This is not the same defense. This is not the same team. Only six players from that team two years ago were on this team this year. Also, Bob Miller actually missed that Super Bowl two years ago due to injury in a postseason. I mean, yes. Demar- uh, what's that fool's name? Demarius Thomas. He really did. He really didn't do much in the Super Bowl. It is what it is. Peyton really didn't even. I mean, like it's, like I said, it was a defensive battle. All you people who thought Carolina was going steamroll over them, I'm sorry that you got your feelings hurt. You got disappointed, but at the end of the day, get out. Get the, you take you blow that shit out your ass. It is what yeah. it is. Get the fuck over it. Yeah. Cam and them let you down. One player cannot win a fucking championship. In that Super Bowl, it showed. Cam, come on now. Outside
0: of no, Cam, Newton, Cam, they won.
1: Offensive threat on that Carolina Panther offense.
0: Cam, no Cam, Cam,
1: but no his, Cam. His, Uh, I actually uh wanna uh it was something else I really wanted to point out from that Super Bowl. I knew this, I knew that Super Bowl was over on the very last play of the first half, where Carolina was trying to make something happen and he, and Cam get sacked by Demarcus Ware. That hit, DeMarcus laid on Cam, that was it for me. That was that was it. I sealed Carolina's fate after that hit. After that, that game was over. That game was over for me. That hit pretty much sealed the deal and sealed Carolina's fate, and it put the heart in that Panthers' team. And also, hmm. it did set the tone for the Broncos' D to finish the job, which they
0: did. I'm going to tell you something. Demarcus Ware left Dallas, came to Denver, and within two years after leaving Dallas got himself a ring. And yet Tony Romo like still, in the, in the, in the, still sits in the big D with no ring. Okay, all right.
1: Oh, I, I, I love it. I love it. Sorry, baby, but yeah, it is what it is. <sighs> it is it
0: really what really it is. It's, it is what it is. It really is what it is, though. But you know, like the night before the Super Bowl, though, they um, we talked about the NFL honors as part of the NFL honors. Um, they also announced the uh, the new Hall of Fame uh, in, uh, class that was going that are going to be inducted uh coming up. Um so here are the names of the people who have been elected to be inducted into the Hall of Fame for the two thousand sixteen. Uh Favre Farr on his first ballot, which was not a shot. But of course. Uh nope. Marvin Harrison, Kevin Green, Orlando Pace, Tony Dungy Ed DeBartolo Junior, Dick Stanfield as a senior candidate, and Kenny St- and Ken Stabler, uh, also the a senior candidate, the late uh, Ken Stabler uh, has been elected. Yeah. So those are. I, I haven't read about the, that. Haven't read about that. Yeah, I'm sure. But those are your those are your Hall of Fame inductees for 2016. Shills. Okay. You haven't read about that. What do you have to say about that? Okay, here's my problem with this. All
1: right, out of all the years that Ken Stabler was eligible for the the NFL Hall of Fame, it took him passing away for him to finally get in? Like, I mean, Hall of Fame committee, like, what the fuck? I mean, you got guys who have worse resumes than Ken Stabler in the Hall of Fame, but yet you have a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Who couldn't get in? Okay, yeah, he had bad years towards the later parts of his career, but you had one of the most mobile, athletic quarterbacks of all time. One of the greatest left-handed quarterbacks to even be to even play the game. But yet, you put so many players over him that retired years after him, over him because of whatever his reputation was. Y'all didn't base this off of what he accomplished as an NFL player. It was more so personal feelings towards the guy and towards the Oakland Raiders organization. Hall of Fame committee, shame on you. Shame on you for disgracing this man's legacy until he was no longer living. To hold this man back from something he rightfully deserved, y'all waited for this man to die for y'all to say, okay, let's give let's give him the Hall of Fame ballot because he's no longer here. Out of pity. Yeah. That is, I mean, that, that,
0: that, I mean right. that made me sick. I mean, that really made me sick. And what's crazy? What's crazy though is that you know, it, that he was elected in the Hall of Fame days after it was publicly revealed that uh, he had stage three CTE. Uh, and as you know, you know, every, that's been the big story coming out. You know, with the NFL and the, a lot of these uh, players of the past, a lot of concussions, CTE, and everything like that. So apparently, Stager uh, had a very advanced case of CTE. With um, as you know, he passed away in July of, of this past year as well, um, but I gotta agree with you though, it's like, you know, he's, he's, his his resume speaks for itself that he should have been in the Hall of Fame a long time ago, and then there's a lot of people who are it, and then there's a lot of people who are very much, you know, wondering you know, why the hell T.O.'s not in the Hall of Fame um, a lot I of people to seem to look. think that A lot of people seem to think that the, well, I know the Big Hurt, Big Hurt actually wrote a very long post on his Facebook uh, earlier this week, basically saying that most likely the sports writers, because they're anonymous when they vote for the Hall of Fame, uh, their Hall of Fame ballot, because they're anonymous, a lot of them use their influence and show their dislike of T.O. by not voting him into the Hall of Fame. I mean, given the fact that he still has Hall of Fame numbers, a lot of people are turned off by the attitude that he showed during his playing career. And because of that, that's why, you know, he didn't get in on, the first, on his ballot. Which I think okay, is a bunch so, of bullshit. But, you know, I mean, but what do I know? But of course it is.
1: But of course it is. It's a bunch of bullshit.
0: Because,
1: I mean, you have these anonymous voters who who are pretty much, holding C.O. out of the Hall of Fame because of personal feelings. This is not about what this man has done in his career. This is not about all the numbers that he has put up in his career. This is not about everything that he's accomplished. This guy is second in reception, third in receiving touchdowns, but yet you snub him. I mean, we all know receivers don't go in on the first battle. I mean, that's a, that's a known fact. But come on now. Their reason for holding T.O. out was for the simple fact that it was personal
0: feeling. Oh, damn personal.
1: This was personal.
0: That's why
1: I can't stand Hall of Fame voting. I mean, come on now. Look how long it took Art Month to get in.
0: Yeah. 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 It took more a damn long time to get into a Hall of Fame and that shouldn't even happen, dude.
1: I'm I'm just saying, like, seriously. But
0: yeah, you know, the Hall of Fame everybody knows the Hall of Fame will happen uh in August and Canton, so we'll get to see uh, we'll get to see the guy. You get to see Brad Favre. The next time we get put into the Hall of Fame, that should be fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to
1: all those speeches. That's like one part of, of the football season I actually do look forward too because we've had some pretty amazing speeches over the past years.
0: We had some very hard, and personal speeches. I'm guaranteeing you Brett Favre is going to cry even before a speech starts. He's going to cry. He's going
1: to cry the moment he sits down before the ceremony even begins. I mean, it's okay, though. It's yeah. correct. Let him, let him cry. Let him get emotional. He, does, he deserves to shed yes. his tears of joy. I
0: agree. I agree. All right, um, speaking of emotional, um, if everybody if anybody didn't see Monday Night Raw or didn't hear or follow wrestling or seen what's been going on, uh, first off you need to you know, you need to get with the program, number one and number two, mm-hmm. uh yeah, um this past Monday, former WWE World Heavyweight Champion, uh, Daniel Bryan uh, announced his untimely retirement from wrestling due to health reasons um, he um um the um the former champion had been dealing with concussions and was trying to get cleared to come back um to to um to wrestle, but unfortunately, an EEG revealed that um, he's basically got a, he's got a, his, his time on the his time is done his time in the ring is done, and he had a very emotional speech on Monday, basically you know saying how he was grateful for the opportunity uh, to be in the business for as long as he has and what his, the business has given him, which is a lot of friends. Uh, he met his current wife Rivella. And, every you know, everything So uh, Chills uh, What is your What is your fondest memory Of Daniel Bryan Bryan Danielson, the American Dragon In wrestling uh,
1: My Finest memory would have to be When he beat John Cena to capture The WWE Undisputed Championship Watching him hold those titles, I mean, yes, it wasn't the WrestleMania moment, but he did it He did it on a big stage, which was SummerSlam. I mean, watching him I mean, do something that a lot of people didn't think he was going to do. I mean, this is a guy that no one saw in making it to the WWE, and he defined all odds by becoming his World Heavyweight Champion on multiple occasions. So watching him get that win was very memorable. I mean his WrestleMania moment was great. I mean, even though Batista shouldn't have been in the match, I mean that was just a waste of space. But yeah, I mean that was very memorable. I mean, this is a guy who put on great matches night in night in and night out. Watching him watching him these past few few years has been a great thing for wrestling fans all over the world. Dave Bryan, you will be missing in the ring, buddy.
0: I think one of my fondest memories of of Daniel Bryan and I know, you know, a lot of people who are wrestling fans are going to probably think that, you know, probably wonder about us because the only memories we have of being WWE cuz we all know he was in ring of honor. And he was all over the Indies and everything, but my fondest memory was when he won his first championship, which was the United States Championship uh, at Night of Champions a few years ago over the Miz, uh, making the Miz tap out. Uh, you know, there's this is fresh-faced kid who just a few months prior to that was part of was going to be part of the Nexus angle, but because he choked uh, Justin Roberts with a with a tie, he was fired uh, and it was at that point it was like we were thinking, Well, this kid's not gonna you know, that's it for this kid. The next thing you know he comes back at SummerSlam, uh, and then all of a sudden he goes from, you know, being a part of SummerSlam to now, boom, he is now a uh a champion. You know, he becomes a United States champion. He has his angle with the Bellas, which I think probably led to, you know, his romance with his now current wife Bree. Um and he starts, you know, st- he, you know, he has his own character. He he wins a couple more championships, and he really just captures the imagination and the essence of fans. And it's like a lot of fans who follow him, a lot of fans who follow him from his indie days, and you know, know that he has been, he is just one of the most technically sound uh, athletes around. He. You know, he gets in the ring, and he'll run circles around you, and he's just a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. And he is probably one of the most down-to-earth and uh, cool guys around. Always has a smile on his face. Um, And I think that, you know, the emotion that he showed yesterday, I mean, so Monday during that speech shows that, you know, he, this is, something that he loves to do. He loves, he loves to, to entertain. He loves to be a part of the wrestling business. And the fact that he can't be a part of it anymore because of his health condition, you know, it kill is killing him. But at the same time, um, you have to, I respect it because, you know, he has to be able to, um, be able to have a life, be able to sustain life after wrestling and be able to get out on his own terms. We all were sad when, you know, Edge had to retire because of his neck and, um, Ric Flair retired finally, even though he still went out and wrestled some more and all this other stuff. Um, Shawn Michaels retired. Um, you know, we were all sad. We were all, you know, all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, It was right for them to do so because, at the end of the day, you can't wrestle forever. Exactly. You can't do it forever. Yeah, you can't can't do it forever. Exactly. And and, and Daniel Bryan's been doing it for 15-plus years. He said he's been doing it since he was 18 years old. And he's now, what, 34? So he's been doing it for 15 years, 16 years almost. You know, you can't do it forever. Especially something like wrestling, where even though you know all the pundits will sit there and tell you up and down, left, right, and all around that oh, it's fake, you know, it's fake, it's fake, blase, blase, blase. But what they don't realize though is that is that as fake as it's, as they think it is, it still takes a toll on the human body. It does. I mean, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Go ahead.
1: What I was going to say was anything that involves any movement of the body can take a toll on the human body. I mean, hell, any any sport can take a toll on your body. It doesn't matter what sport it is, how unreal you think it is, or how non-athletic you think it is. It can still take a toll on your body. From wrestling to golf to tennis, hell, cheerleading—it all that can take a toll on your body.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely can. And I could, I could damn sure attest to, you know the wrestling cause I've done, you know I've done it once or twice and i mean i the one time that i did it i was sore for like a week and i barely did half of the things that some of these guys do in the ring and i was sore for a damn week so imagine these guys going out and doing this day in day out for over 300 days out of the year in different cities and like I say, they do this every day. I mean, it's it, it's taxing. It is taxing. Mm-hmm. And then Daniel Very. Byron revealed. It Daniel Byron revealed in an interview with Jonathan Coachman on ESPN SportsCenter on Tuesday that he he wanted to get back in the ring so badly that he hid the fact that he was having post concussion seizures. He tried to hide that fact because he wanted to get back in the ring, because he loved it so much. And that, you know, that that's scary. That's scary that, you know, that that's scary to think about, you know? I mean, it really is, because, I mean, honestly, I have a history of seizures. So
1: I know what it's like to have them. And I know, it's like, I mean, I also know what it's like to try to continue something that you love. I mean, letting go is one of the hardest things you can ever do. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is, something that you will be completely passionate about. But at the same time it comes it comes a time where you have to accept the fact that you must let go. I mean, I hate to say it, I mean but I'd rather see Dave Ryan still living, still healthy, still smiling, still being that guy outside of the ring than have him dying in the ring or dying or trying to get back into the ring. I mean, I am a huge wrestler fan. I respect everything that these guys go through. The things that these guys put their bodies through. And it's sad to see, but it's sad to see someone die from wrestling or die from anything I mean Daniel Bryan is still young he has opportunities to do anything I'm sure that we will see Daniel Bryan somewhere in the future on WWE television hell you never know he might be a commentator he might be somebody's manager but he will be on TV regularly again. But I want to say thank you to the American Dragon. It has been an honor to watch you perform, sir.
0: Amen. Amen. I've been, you know, blessed to watch him perform. I'm, you know, thinking about just one day when I'm doing nothing in the house to just go online and see if I could find some of his old matches from his indie days or his matches from Ring of Honor, and um, just trying to really see how you know how he came up in the ranks to become what he's become, which is a, a popular figure. And can you believe like the the I mean the atmosphere that he had Monday night was just yeah. absolutely just off the charts, amazing. Yeah, I mean amazing. Yeah. I mean, on on some real on some real talk,
1: he was the people's champion of this era. He was that. I mean, after CM left, he became the people's champion. He became that. They, he became the guy that the fans interacted with. He became that lovable underdog that never the never-die-attitude hero that people looked up to. I mean, he wasn't the biggest. He wasn't the tough. I mean, he wasn't the strongest, but he was tough. He had heart, and he had a will to succeed. I mean, he was that guy that fans really related to the most.
0: Yes, indeed, he did. But, you know... As much as we're sitting here, we're talking about, you know, Daniel Bryan's retirement and what he's done. There was something that happened uh, at that show. That was something that happened, like, after the show went off the air, but they had they extended it on the WWE Network to show a celebration. Uh, there was a little bit of an incident that happened on the stage between uh, Titus O'Neil and WWE, uh, WWE uh, Chairman uh, Vince McMahon where – Titus was like he was trying to playfully, you know, have a playful moment with Vince and Vince wasn't having it and pushed him. And then today it was announced that uh, Titus O'Neal will be suspended for three months, 90 days, uh, because of that, because of unprofessional conduct, uh, which means that Titus O'Neill will miss uh, WrestleMania down in Dallas. And, I just gotta say that I think that's really fucked up, but at the same time, you know, as somebody who has, like somebody like me who has an HR background, I can understand. I understand. I still think it's fucked up because of the moment. You know, because of what was going on in the moment, you would think that it was fine. But at the same time, as someone who's worked in HR for two and a half years, I understand. I understand where they went with it. I I completely understand. Uh.
1: Honestly,
0: I didn't see. I didn't see what actually happened to really voice my opinion. All I'm gonna just say. I is, didn't damn. I didn't see it That's live. Yeah, I didn't see it live, but I did see a video. They put a video up online, and I saw it, and I was just like, you know. I kind of saw it, you know, see, like he was getting, he got yanked by Titus a little bit, did Vince, and he pushed him. So, you know, it was hard, you know, it's hard to, like, interpret anything out of that. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, it was like, right, it was caught on a camera on the WWE network, and then it faded out. The the, the, the screen faded out after, right after that, you know, the push, it faded right out. out. Um, so, again, you can't really interpret too much from that, but you know, you never know. You never know. Could this be the end of Titus O'Neil's career with WWE? I would hope not. I mean, he's been a loyal soldier for a long time, even after he was you know, he was turned he turned hill on his partner Darren Young and then he went into mediocrity. He started to have another a mediocre rise and I mean he's a, he's a people don't realize Titus O'Neal is a very popular he's a very popular individual. And he's he just really now is. starting to see a lot more T V time with his popularity. I mean it's it's crazy. Even when you know when he was at the Pirate Time players and they won the tag titles he was popular and he still remains popular. I don't think the WWE would make a mistake of, you know, letting Titus O'Neal go at this stage of the game as popular as he still is. But then again, you never know. It's WWE. They, exactly. How many times have they dropped the ball? Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. So, That's honestly, why I'm like, I, 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 wouldn't, I won't put it past him. I mean, if he does get released, I hope he goes somewhere and becomes a serious threat where he makes them regret Regret what the fuck they did. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say okay. Titus was. Titus was innocent. I mean, uh, innocent because I still haven't seen the video. So I'm just gonna say WWE better not drop the ball on this. I mean, this is pop. This guy has everything that you look for in a champion. Don't let him walk out the door. Awesome, awesome bullshit. Right. Right. I agree. Well,
0: well, I look at the time and, man, time has flown by. We got in everything we want to talk about. What's a minute under an and a the fear. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, I guess we can go ahead and tell them what's on top for the rest of the week.
1: Oh, let's see. Let's see, tomorrow we got
0: Mike check. And hey, we got a good topic for Mike check too. Go ahead, tell them the topic. So I mean, go ahead, go give them the topic. So ahead, last week we talked to, last week we talked about the top five female MCs of all time, our our version of the top five. So hmm. this week we're just gonna flip it, and we're gonna talk about the top five male MCs of all time. That's gonna be an interesting ass conversation.
1: Hmm. I can't that, wait for that one. That that's
0: gonna be good. an interesting ass conversation, dude. Well, tomorrow is
1: Mike Check. Y'all heard it y'all heard it first from uh DC Two Champ. Uh tomorrow's topic will be top five Bill MCs. It'll be P D C Two Champ along with uh poison and the bishop. Friday night you got his and hers. And Sunday we have the refresh. Well we we'll we are on our last third, oh shit, 11 seconds. Any final any final
0: thought? Yep. Thank you, Daniel Bryan. Me? That's all I got. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Indeed. Yes.
1: All right. It's been real, y'all. We got to go. This has been your boy, Chill. The defense people, chat,
0: See y'all next week.
1: We'll see y'all next week. Holla.
0: Bye-bye.